What has been around for millions of years and has been a major influence on human society? You have undoubtedly had contact with it, possibly even today. The answer? Yeast! Yes, yeast! The little single-celled organisms responsible for fermentation and one of the few life forms that has the power to lie dormant for an astonishing amount of time. Today on Cheers to Brewing, we toast the thing that makes toasts possible, liquid or solid. From shipwrecked antique ales, centuries-old Viking yeast, ancient Egyptian beers, to even a recently revived primordial strain. We are going to give thanks and cheers to yeast, every brewer's best friend. Welcome again to Cheers to Brewing. I'm September McCready. And I'm Sean Wyland. It's no secret that we're fans of brewed beverages in many forms and flavors, and fascinated by their creation. Previously, we have brought you interesting tales of drinks made in interesting ways by interesting people. But something we've yet to discuss is brewing's silent collaborator, the microorganism known as yeast. Yeast is this marvelous single-celled organism that, under the right conditions, transforms a slurry of sugar, water, and other ingredients into an alcoholic beverage. These little buggers are all around in nature. But various strains, much like people, have different appetites and preferences, and the byproducts they produce are responsible for a lot of the characteristics you look for in a quality drink. Okay, Sean, we have established that yeast is responsible for turning sugar into alcohol. Yes. Okay, so why do you want to talk about yeast today? Because scientists and historians have been digging around. You see what I did there? Uh, yeah, for ways to revive old microorganisms, including yeast, and use them in the modern day. For brewing? For brewing! And medicine and sciencey stuff. Okay, but scientists and historians are not brewmasters. How do they know if the yeast they find is going to be any good for beer? Magnets? Oh, seriously, though, the microbes they find can be analyzed in a lab and classified into what strains of yeast they are. When they find brewer's yeast, Saccharomyces drops Sean? Yeah. Saccharomyces cerevisiae? That's the one. Well, then they've hit the jackpot. Well, and then they can just go make amazing old-timey beer. Well, no. Most of the people doing the work have just basic knowledge of making beer at best. Okay. Well, I know brewers look to history to learn how beer was made in the past and perfect those techniques and to see what those drinks tasted like, of course. <laughs> I did recently talk to one such brewer in Cornelius, North Carolina, real near me. Uh, his name is Dave Gonzalez, and he works at, I kid you not, Lost Worlds Brewing. That's awesome. Yeah, the place is so cool. They have huge, huge brewing tanks, and they had actual museum artifacts on loan on display in there. If there's one guy that knows a bit about yeast history, it's this guy. How long have you been brewing? Professionally, I've been brewing for about 25 and a half years. I understand you were a historian. I was. I, I went to school. Uh, my degree is in American history. Taught high school social studies before I became a brewer. Way back when. A long, long time ago. Yeah. <laughs> we're talking on our show today about yeasts. And I understand that you have used some long lost gems to brew with. That is correct. One of our base camp beers, which is our, our core beers, we use a Quebec strain of yeast. It's an old Norwegian style yeast that's become more and more popular over the past few years, but it had been kind of lost for a while. 
They originally called it a Norwegian farmhouse, a, a Viking strain, and it was just kind of used on that side of the world a little bit until the last few years where it was really more and more here on this side, specifically in the U.S. and stuff. So we use that in one of our base camp beers, but then we've also played around with it and putting it in other beers too. So the story behind that was we thought we'd only brew 10 barrels of it, about 300 gallons, and that would be it for the season. And we brewed it and it sold like hotcakes. So we said, okay, well we need to brew another 10 barrel batch. So we did, but we didn't have that yeast anymore. So we used our traditional house strain that we use, which is just a California ale, Chico strain, um, normal American ale strain. And we had customers say that they can notice the difference. We didn't tell them, but they noticed the difference in it. So last year when we brewed 20 barrels of it, we decided, all right, we're gonna use the Quebec strain and uh, we're going from there. I mean, yeah, that is one of the coolest things about yeast. Their diversity changes the flavor of the end product dramatically. Oh, they absolutely do. I mean, we can find old recipes for beers and meads, and they can't taste just like they did when they were first created. But yeah, different yeast, different taste. You know, and that's what makes Dave's story so interesting. Kivyak, which traces back to use by the Vikings, are actually colonies made up of different strains and they have been continuously cultured for well over a century. It's become pretty potent, too, able to ferment a brew in a few days as opposed to weeks. Oh, that's wild? That's Kvyek. And while it's an old yeast, only recently gaining popularity over here in the U.S., it's never really been lost to time. Now, if you want a cool story, you have to go back further to the 1800s, when sea travel was long and treacherous. Back then, sadly, ships were lost, sinking with their brewed booty. <clears throat> in the present day, though, specialty brewers go on treasure hunts looking for intact bottles of booze. One brewer, Jamie Adams of St. James Brewery, discovered undamaged and unopened bottles of beer amongst the 1886 wreckage of the ship SS Oregon. After two years of work and with the help of a microbiologist, they were able to revive the yeast and with a little experimentation, they were able to create an ale with a slightly fruity taste and hoppy finish. So this Jamie guy actually dove down and retrieved the bottles himself? Uh-huh. Wow, good use of a hobby. Uh, okay, so I see your shipwreck spear and I raise you. Egyptian elixir. Wait. There's no way that good bottles of Egyptian beer have ever been found. Well, no. But, okay, dormant yeast was found in 5,000-year-old pots. You see, in ancient Egypt, beer was an important ingredient in people's everyday diet. Uh, just like in the episode we did about women in brewing, it was safer to drink than water back then. But in Egypt, powers were also attributed to beer, particularly for religious worship. Some microbiologists from the Hebrew University of Jerusalem examined colonies of yeast that had formed and settled in potteries, nanopores, and they managed to resurrect this yeast and create a high-quality beer. Well, that's what I call well-aged. Of course you do. <laughs> well, it's amazing how brewers can use science to peer back in time with their taste buds. While I was at Lost Worlds, I asked Dave if he could. Would he work with other old yeasts? As a historian, I might, you know, probably on our pilot system, we have a small little half barrel pilot system. I'd probably try to research that more and more and see what whatever the style of beer was. It probably isn't what we'd consider a style now. It's more of 
Well, there's a style in the guidelines called historical. So that can be anything <laughs> that's historical. Uh, that's kind of cool to dive into and to, to see, to read more about it and research it from like a, like I said, a historian standpoint. And then the curiosity of me as a brewer is like, oh yeah, how would that turn out? I really love that. You know, even though they're not actually dinosaur themed, people kept leaving Yelp reviews and there were newspaper articles saying it was like Jurassic Park in there. You know, funny you should say that. Say what? The whole... Jurassic Park thing. Guess what they found in a piece of fossilized amber? Well, seeing this is an episode dedicated to yeast, let me just go out on a limb here. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So in 1995, a microbiologist at California Polytechnic State University named Raul Cano got a piece of 45-million-year-old resin from Burma that yielded something that looked very similar to brewer's yeast. And it was alive? No way. Uh, more like dormant. Kano and a colleague, Chip Lambert, toyed with the idea of making beer with their primordial find over the next 12 years, working together with a now-defunct pharmaceutical company named, wait for it, Ambergine. They produced a batch on a lark. It was not without its challenges, though. The yeast they discovered ferments violently at the start, but then it falls out of suspension, and the beer becomes almost clear. Well, that's odd behavior, because, I mean, normally it takes a while to get the yeast working. It's, it's very weird. It starts brewing like a yeast used in ales, floating at the top, but then it starts acting like yeast used in slow-fermenting lagers, settling to the bottom of the tank, but not going dormant. That sounds almost like what Dave ran into working with the Quebec brew. So this is what he had to say. It ferments super fast because it's, it's a higher temperature, so the yeast is more active. Um, we'll notice as soon as we knock out, which means when the beer is leaving the kettle to it goes through the heat exchanger to cool it down to it goes to the fermenter, that's when we add the yeast. And we'll notice within an hour, it's fermenting like crazy. It starts going nuts. That is very similar to how Kano's yeast behaved. The resulting ale that Kano created with his prehistoric yeast was unique, but not in a bad way. It was light and crisp with a citrusy, gingery tang. Well, that sounds delicious. I know! And Kano served it at his daughter's wedding, and even sent some to the Jurassic Park 2 cast party. The cultures of his now-patented yeast were even made into a French farmhouse-style Cezanne ale. It's described as earthy, with a nice undertone of green apple flavors. I'm not generally much for farmhouse ales, but I mean, I'd have to try that one. <laughs> okay, so from Viking fjords to Pharaoh's tombs, the bottom of the ocean to inside prehistoric amber, yeast can be found all throughout the world and history. It's an incredibly resilient organism that can survive just about anything. Some of the yeasts we've talked about are patented, but if you want to participate in the ongoing journey yeast is on, you can inexpensively find Kvyak yeast online and take part in history making at home. So cheers to you and cheers to yeast, you miraculous microscopic marvels. Me, Sean, and the whole crew at Cheers to Brewing would like to extend our thanks to Dave Gonzalez at Lost Worlds Brewing Company for his valuable contribution to today's show. On our next episode, we'll be talking about how brewing is the foundation for all of your favorite adult beverages. Yes even whiskey. <laughs>